Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Timothy. Today is episode 673, and we're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Let's read our passage. This saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, he desires a noble work. An overseer, therefore, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not greedy, who must manage his own household completely and have his children under control with all dignity. If anyone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of God's church? He must not be a new convert, or he might become conceited and incur the same condemnation as the devil. Furthermore, he must have a good reputation among outsiders, so that he does not fall into the disgrace and the devil's trap. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Paul is in Philippi. He had left Timothy in Ephesus to deal with some stuff. And he's sending this letter to reinforce what's going on. He's given Timothy the charge, the mission, deal with the false teachers. There's a group of false teachers who seem to be working from a Jewish background, claiming that they want to be teachers of the law, but they seem to be picking things out of the Old Testament. Paul said that they speculate about myths and endless genealogies. They seem to be finding things in genealogies of the Old Testament and then making up stories about the people involved. And they're dangerous. They're leading people away from Christ. Well, part of what's needed to fix this is structure in the church, leadership in the church. We start talking in chapter 2 about how the church gathers for worship. That it gathers to pray, to pray for unbelievers. And last time we saw the charge that men should pray with holy hands. The women should be dressed modestly, decently, with good sense. And he had the prohibition about public teaching is that it's limited to men. Now in chapter 3, he's starting to talk about church leadership. He begins in chapter 3, verse 1. He says, this saying is trustworthy. Now the second time we've seen this phrase. First time was back in chapter 1, verse 15, where he said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So that's a gospel nugget. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So here he's saying, here's a, another nugget. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, he desires a noble work. Well, this is simple enough to understand. We've got to understand the words involved. And is the difference between aspire and desire? The desire means wants. He wants a noble work. But aspires is more than just want. Aspire has the connotation of actually moving toward it, doing something, stretching oneself out to touch it. Aspiring to be an overseer isn't just sitting around saying, I want to be an overseer, but it's actually moving in that direction. And he says, that's a noble work that one aspires to. Let's talk a few minutes about overseer. He just throws it out here as if you know what he's talking about. That word's easy enough. It's overseer. It's a, a compound word. 
the Greek word is episkope. Epi is the preposition over, like epicenter, the point over the center. And scope is, means to see, like through a telescope, a microscope. So episcope is overseer. Simple enough. In fact, the Latin version of that is supervisor, overseer. Overseer is one who oversees. And to oversee is to supervise, to lead. Now, overseer occurs as a noun, and it occurs as a verb. Here it's being used as a noun, but there's also the verb for, to oversee. And other words used to describe church leaders are elder and pastor. Elder only occurs as a noun. Pastor occurs as a noun and as a verb. Now, the noun form of pastor only occurs once. That's in Ephesians 4.11. Usually, we see the verb form of pastor, and it gets translated to shepherd. And in terms of church leadership, whenever you see the idea of shepherding God's people, who is doing it? It's either elders or overseers. And whenever you see the verb form of oversee, who is it that's doing it? Elders. And sometimes elders and overseers are used interchangeably. In First Peter, he has one sentence where he talks about you elders who oversee and shepherd. So it's pretty clear. I'm going to complete study here of this, but that overseer, elder, pastor, they're all the same thing. And so Paul's using the, the term overseer here. Now, he's dealing with the qualifications for overseer. Anybody aspires to be an overseer, that's a good thing. Now he's going to lay out the qualification. Now, Timothy's dealing with false teachers, and good leadership is going to be essential to dealing with this. Timothy can't deal with this on his own. So verse 2, he says, An overseer, therefore, must be above reproach. That could also be translated as blameless. He's talking about observed behavior. The behavior seen from this guy should be good. And the point there is he's got to be able to withstand attacks because there will be attacks. People criticize those in leadership. And those attacks will come from within the church and from outside of the church. And so he's already got to be above reproach in that there's not a lot of glares in this guy's life that are going to bring in a lot of attacks. It was in verse 2 and says, The husband of one wife. This often gets hotly debated in, in certain flavors of churches. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a husband of one wife? And we're looking at requirements here. Well, husband of one wife, literally in the Greek, it is one woman man. What does that mean? And depending on how legalistic you want to get about that, if you say, no, that's exactly what it means, a one woman man, well, that would mean a single man is excluded, a divorced man is excluded, a widowed man is excluded, it can become very exclusive. Uh, so what does it really mean? In, normally in 
American churches, the, the big debate is divorced men. Can a divorced man be an overseer? Well, what he says is a one-woman man. And most theologians to study this say his point is really, he's talking here about character issues, faithfulness. Is the man faithful to his wife? Did he get divorced and remarried 30 years ago? Well, is that really germane to his current marriage? And so the question there is, is he a faithful husband? Now, each church has to set their own requirements, but it literally is one woman man. So it's just talking about his behavior, his observed life. Is he faithful to his wife? Does he love his wife? Does he cherish his wife? Does he treat his wife well? Is he a one-woman man? He goes on, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable. So these are just character issues. Being self-controlled, is that's pretty obvious. Sensible, it's pretty obvious too. Respectable, it's all hospitable. These are all obvious things and, and things you can see. Is this a decent kind of person who works well with people, likes people, is liked by people, and doesn't have a lot of big gaps in their life? Then he adds, able to teach. Now, this is expanded in Titus, because Titus has a very similar issue where Titus is establishing leadership in the churches in Crete. Titus adds the ideas of instruction, correction, and discipline. But it comes back to being the teacher of the people of God, the primary teacher. Now, if you couple this with what we saw last time about limiting uh, women from the public teaching role, this would say, okay, it would be inappropriate to have a woman as an overseer. He adds more Characteristics in verse 3, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not greedy. Again, these are character issues that you would just say, of course, somebody should not be leading a church with those kinds of problems. Nobody wants a bully to lead the church. And verse 4, he must manage his own household competently and have his children under control with all dignity. If anyone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of God's church? So it's just looking at the person's overall life. Do they have a reasonable household? Now, he's not saying they have to be perfect children. But remember, household in this day and age is more than just mom and dad and the three kids. It's the business of the household. So there's servants or slaves associated with the household, family business, a lot of financial issues. So does he run his family business well, along with his actual family, his children, his wife? Do, do they look respectable? Verse 6, he must not be a new convert, or he might be conceited and incur the same condemnation as the devil. Well, why can't he be a new convert? Well, one, he's got to be a teacher. He's got to know how to lead the people of God. So first, he's got to know how to be a people of God. And, and that takes some time. How much time? Well, generally not as much as we would think, but you 
becomes obvious. Uh, a guy's been a follower of Christ for uh, a couple of years, and, and you see if he's got the maturity to be this kind of leader. May or may not. Verse 7, furthermore, he must have a good reputation among outsiders, so he does not fall into disgrace and the devil's trap. Well, what devil's trap? Well, the devil wants to trip up the church. The church is God's primary arm of getting things done. What's God want? He wants the gospel spread. Who spreads the gospel? The people of God spread the gospel. That is, the church spreads the gospel. And if you can trip up the church, embarrass the church in the sight of the world, it greatly hampers this role of evangelizing the lost via the church. And so, how this guy is seen by the world, he's got to be respectable because he is leading the effort to take the gospel to the world. So, all this. This is saying, what's, what's the standards for choosing an overseer? An overseer is that top tier of leadership in the local church. Testament speaks of plurality of leadership. It is multiple leaders, a, a group of men who are overseers slash elders slash pastors. And all these conditions would be applicable to all of them. These are people to help lead the church to do the mission that God has given the church. So you want them, to, you know, want them to be people who are going to get caught up in all kinds of crises within the church, scandals outside the church. He wants them to bring the church together and carry the church forward, carry out the mission of the church. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Timothy.